0: ministries on the, the internet now let's get into amen Shall we pray
1: father god we do thank you we praise your holy name father we do love you father father help us to show our love father by being doers of the word and not just hearers father may we obey your word father May we be a, a perfect illustration of what a Christian should be. Someone identified as a little Christ. And our behavior and our actions and our attitudes, Father. We commit ourselves, our hearts, our minds, and our souls, Lord, right now. To your word. Mold us, shape us. Encourage us. Rebuke us. Do what you need to do, Father, that we may accomplish your will for our lives. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. And praise the Lord. Bethlehem. Well, that sounds good. That sounds good. That's what this fourth Sunday is all about. is to remind us to keep the main thing, the main thing, and the main thing is to make him known. That's the reason why you were born for such a time as this is to make him known. Amen? Amen. 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 Bethlehem! Bethlehem. Amen. Amen. Left hand of our vision, that's the right hand of our vision. The left hand of our vision is what you're seeing on the screen. Uh, We believe that God has called us to build this sanctuary For such a time as this, as a legacy to generations to come. Amen? Amen. This month we have been preaching on around the theme of make him known through sovereignty. And really we're talking about the doctrine of providence. As we determine what is God's will for our lives. This this month we're really seeing that God is in control. Even if we have to suffer we're dealing with the suffering and the sovereignty of God. And that's why we've been looking all month at Genesis uh, 50-20 where Joseph said you intended to harm me but God intended it for good to accomplish What is being done now, the saving of many lives. And that's the providence of God and how He works all things together for His good, for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. This morning we're going to share a message entitled, Keep Calm, Keep Living. Keep Calm, Keep Living. And we're going to be looking at Ruth chapter 1. Verses 19 through 22. Ruth chapter 1, verses 19 through 22. We're going to be reading on the screen from the NIV. We want you to stand in reverence to the Word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the Word of God. Say to your neighbor, Neighbor or neighbor, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Amen. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. So the two women went on so came to Bethlehem. Bethlehem. The whole town was stirred because of him. And, and explained. It was, it was the women exclaimed, is this me, Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told me. Come in, Myra because the Almighty has left me from
0: very bitter. I will not be full but the Lord has brought me back empty. I call me Naomi. The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned to Moab, land and
1: copy my root and mobile. I will not Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. This morning we're talking about the message, keep calm, keep living. Keep calm, keep living. We're going to talk about the season of trying, the season of tragedy, and the season of triumph. Keep calm, keep living. We'll talk about again the season of trying, a season of tragedy, and a season of triumph. We want Christians to know this morning that Christians should trust God in tragic times. Christians should trust God in tragic times. There's a slogan keep calm and carry carry on. It was supposed to produce by the British government in 1939 during the beginning of the Second World War in the event of evasion of them being invaded. It was a limited distribution and was little known until the poster was rediscovered back and twenty thousand twenty zero zero, and it has been reissued by a number of private companies that use it as a decorative thing. Uh, the poster was initially produced by the Ministry of Information for the British government, and up to this point, it has sold. million copies although the poster initially back in 1939 was limited in number keep calm and carry on they also distribute a poster by the same title of the message this morning keep calm keep living keep calm keep living. I couldn't help but to think of that as I looked into the life of this woman by the name of Naomi. I couldn't help but to, as she came back to Bethlehem, I couldn't help but want to tell her to keep calm and keep living. For she had gone through a lot in her life. The beginning of the text tells about how she was together with her husband and her two sons. And how a famine had hit the land there in Bethlehem. And her husband decided to lead his family over to Moab. And he led his family over to Moab. When she was there in Bethlehem, she had her, her husband and her two sons. But we see earlier in the text that, that she lost her husband over there in Moab. We see there in the text that uh, after life uh, had decided to go on in the, her two sons had married uh, Moabitis women, and it seems like things were about to turn around for her, uh, though she lost her husband. Uh, uh, and she was able to see her two boys marry, and there's nothing as joyous as a marriage ceremony. Right. Second only to what I believe. The this birth of a child. There's nothing that's more exciting. And she got to live to see her baby boys get married. They got married, and the text says over there uh, in verse six of chapter one that that both of her sons died within a ten year period. Hello, somebody. A tragic, tragic event, a tragic, tragic time, a woman who who was married and had a husband and had her children and had done what most people want to do to get married and have children. And, and it seems within about a, a 10 to 20 year period she had lost it all. And it was uh, different back that day in time. She couldn't uh, oh go down and file for warfare in Section Eight and. Uh, All of these other food stamps, and and she didn't have any of that kind of help uh, as as, as a widow, a widow. God holds uh, uh, widows and orphans in a a special way because in that day and time, they were the hopeless uh, of the society. You didn't want to be a widow. You didn't want to be an orphan because you didn't have anybody to take care of you. She had lost not only the love of her life, but she had lost the provision that she got from her husband and her two sons. Because after, oh, she became uh, a widow, at least she had sons that could take care of her. But then she lost, basically, she, she lost it all. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, 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 have you lost it all? Tell me in the text. I lost it all, and and I couldn't help but to say I want to tell her, even in the midst of her loss, keep calm and keep living. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, keep calm and keep living. By the time we see her in the text, she, she hadn't kept calm. As a matter of fact, she left uh, with the name Naomi, which means sweet, and came that Myra, which means bitter. Hello, somebody. Has life uh, turned and given you a new name? Your mama named you a certain thing, but the situations in life has discouraged you so much uh, that you changed uh, your name from hope to distress, from triumph to tragedy. Oh, and you have began to identify yourself with the situation as opposed to uh, being above the situation. You have become the situation. She, she had become tragic. Oh, with her attitude. Tragic in her mind, Tragic. Oh, but at least she was able to do one thing, and that's why I say point number one, keep trying. Because in the text she heard that God was moving amongst her, amongst his people over there back in Bethlehem. Thank you, neighbor. Neighbor, poor neighbor, God is moving in Bethlehem. Don't ever. Never, ever, ever, never leave Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. Did you get that double entendre there? Don't, 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 don't ever, never, never, ever, never, ever leave Bethlehem. I'm not talking about the city now. I'm talking about the church now. Don't ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever leave because there's tragic things when you leave uh, the house of God. There's tragedies that can happen and many theologians say that Naomi's husband had led them astray because Bethlehem had hit hard times uh, because there was a famine. He didn't say and trust God there in Bethlehem which Bethlehem means what the house of bread can there be famine in the house of bread hello somebody will not God provide for his people will not and doesn't the word say that I will never leave you or forsake you oh it doesn't say that you won't have to have famines in your life but it does say that I will provide for you in the midst of the famine hello somebody oh you may be feeling Famished in Bethlehem, but you better be famished in Bethlehem. As opposed to wandering off over there in Moab and think that you gonna get everything that you want and end up losing somebody that's what single christian women do oh they get there's a famine in the house and there ain't no me good godly men in the house of the lord in bethlehem so they decide to go over there to moab and began to drop it like it's hot at the club hello somebody trying to find them and get to a man oh no keep it up and keep it cold hello somebody right here in bethlehem hello somebody because our god can provide for our every need. Don't you know that God can provide for your every need. You may have to go through famine times, but it's not going to always be a famine in Bethlehem in Jesus' name. Because if that was the case, God would have to change the name of Bethlehem. As long as God named it Bethlehem, guess what? There would be bread. Hello, somebody. But they went wandering and went off and he lost everything everything And she came back lost, except one thing, she had a glimmer of hope, she told after she heard that God was moving back there in Bethlehem, she told, if I can just get back to the house, if I can just get back to the place, oh, the old folk used to say, take me back, take me back to your Lord, to a place where I first received him, oh, some of you are here today, and you've been out in Moab, you i have wondered, you're like that son, that prodigal son and that prodigal daughter, and you went away, and you told your mama and your daddy to give you your inheritance right now, and you went over there, oh, to Moab, and you lost it all. You don't have anything left, because the devil does his job. His job is to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. Oh, and you didn't have anybody protecting you there in Moab, and now Go back at the house in the right place at the right time because God is moving at Bethlehem. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God is moving at Bethlehem. You better say at Bethlehem. And she heard that God was moving back at Bethlehem and she tried her best. She didn't have any money but she had to go back on faith and when she went back oh she had to lose some folk she lost one of her her daughter-in-laws oh you know her by the name of Oprah Oprah went back to start her own talk show in Moab <laughs> hello somebody <laughs> but she had to leave Oprah behind oh but there was a young lady oh her name was Ruth and Ruth said I'm gonna go back you say God is moving that Terry Bethlehem. I need uh, some help from the Lord uh, and I'm going to go back with you uh, because I believe uh, in the cards that you serve even though you're going through a bitter time. Uh, I see an inkling of hope. I see uh, God in you. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, can people see the God in you? In your worst of times. Hello somebody, in your worst of times. Hello, somebody. This was her worst time. She had lost it all, but, oh, oh, Ruth saw something in her. Oh, even though she tried to change her name, Ruth saw something in her, and Ruth said, uh, I'll have what she's having in this tragic time hello somebody hello somebody you better learn how to trust in the Lord in your tragic times you better learn to have what she's having God doesn't prevent bad times to happen to good people but he does say that I'll be with you in and through it all yeah go ahead and give God a hand grab of praise up in here up in here oh he'll be here. He'll be in it with you and through it all, uh, oh, and we in this generation, oh, we say, Lord, move the mountain. Oh, but grandmama's generation said, Lord, please don't move my mountain. Forgive me the strength to (laughs) climb. I always start out in the wrong key. (laughs) Started out in the wrong key. Forgive me the strength to climb. I may have to go through some suffering in this heart. I may have to go through some tragedy in this life. I may have to lose my mama. I may have to lose my daddy. I may have to lose my baby boy, that baby boy. I sat on my lap and had so much hope for him. I may have to lose some people, some places and some things. Oh, but God is going to be there with me through it all. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand of praise up in here. Up in here. I heard about a sermon. Oh, that a preacher a priest talked about having a holy butt. Hello, somebody. Many times we use butt as an excuse, but you better use and use that but is sanctified and say, But God, hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, good God. I'm going through a tragic time. I've lost my sister. I've lost my mother. Mu- I lost my job. Even yesterday, I lost my mind. Hello, but I made it to the house today because there's a but God in Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. You miss it. There's a but God in Bethlehem. You see, this is a ministry of information, and God has sent me here all the way, all oh, from Missouri to let you know that there is hope in God. But God, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, but God, and that's why you've got to Continue to try. Oh, this was a season of trying. And she tries to, to get back to the house of the Lord. She tries to get back. As a matter of fact, the word says the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. They came to Bethlehem. They tried. To. She didn't give up hope over there in Moab. She didn't say, oh, I can't make it back. I don't have any provision. I don't have a car or a train or a bus ticket. Oh, and most likely, she had to walk back, hello somebody, from Bethlehem to Moab from Moab to Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. Oh, and I can imagine her feet were hurting like my feet. And says, Eton's feet are hurting. us says, oh, to walking over, oh, doing the conference there. And then Missouri, we had to walk everywhere. And by the time we got home uh, to the hotel, our feet was, uh, oh, Barney rubble feet. Hello, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> A Fred Bristol's feet. Hello, somebody. But she made it back because she heard that God was back there in Bethlehem. It was a season of trying. That's why I like 2 Chronicles 15 2. It says, when you, he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judea, or, or Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with Him. Hello somebody. The Lord is with you when you are with Him. If you seek him, what? He will be found by you. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, she's a great example of a season of trying. She began to seek out the Lord. She had to leave Moab. And she went back to Bethlehem because she was seeking God. Are you here this morning because you're seeking God? Or did you come here for a different reason? Did you come here for an unholy and unsanctified reason? Or are you here to seek God? If you're here at Bethlehem seeking God, guess what? He can be found in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, have you found him in Jesus' name? Have you found him? The word says that if you seek him, he will be found by you. But then it says, but if you forsake him, guess what? He will forsake you. And there may be somebody at the sound of my voice. You're not back at Bethlehem. You're in Moab. And you feel like God has forsaken you. Guess what? You forsake him first. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. If we look at the tragic times and events in our lives a long time we like to blame folk uh, the people in our lives uh, our husband or our wives uh, or our children or the circumstances, my boss man oh, or some situation a circumstance really the problem just made me you hello somebody say to your neighbor, neighbor oh neighbor I got a me problem <laughs> I got a me problem God. I've forsaken God. I, I went astray. Well, well, Hello, somebody. And, and when I went astray, I suffered the consequences of my decisions. And I had to suffer. Hello, somebody, but I'm so glad. I think they touched this in Sunday school that we can repent. Oh, and we can turn and we can run back to God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, repent and run back to God. In Jesus' name. He's waiting for you, like that, like that father in the story of the prodigal son. He, he, was, he was waiting for his son to come back. And as a matter of fact, when he got back, guess what? He threw a party. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God wants to party for you. Hello, somebody. And you need to turn around and keep trying. You may be trying to overcome some circumstances and tribulations and try. Keep trying. This may be your season of, of keeping, trying, keeping, or oh, trying to be in the place where God is, huh? And you better get back to that place. Huh? You better get back to, to Sunday school. You better get back to Sunday service. You better get back to Wednesday night. Huh? You better get back to Bible study. You better get back to doing that which you were doing and being blessed before you turn from Him. Well. Say to your neighbor, Naida! oh Get back! In Jesus' name. Because if you don't get back, you have to go through a season of tragedy. This was a tragic time. So much so again, she changed the name in verse 20. Don't call me Naomi. She told him, Call me Mara. Because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. Hello somebody. You know, one thing I do like about her is that at least she is acknowledging the Almighty. (laughs) Because I believe Joel says, should I accept good things from the Lord and not accept the bad? Hello somebody, and she had it pinpoint, she knew what the problem was, and her problem was God. Some of you are here today, you're wondering what the problem is. The problem is God. And He's dealing with you. Hello somebody, you wonder why you're going through a tragic time, it's because He's dealing with you. Hello, somebody. Let me, say, let me say, Because, you know, the hardest thing for us to do is to live in wealth. Hello, somebody. Because when you have wealth, um, you, you you forget about the Lord. Hello, somebody. I, I, you know, I, I may be, you know, maybe the average spiritual man on earth. And maybe as the average spiritual man on earth, I've... I can tell you that I do not pray as much as I pray when I'm going through tragedy. Hello, somebody. Oh, when I'm going through tragedy, I'm like, John, I want to be all up on Jesus. Hello, somebody. (laughs) I wish it was different. And it is what it is. And that's what God is trying to do. But you in your tragic time, in your tragic moment, you may have lost a loved one. Oh, you better get all up on Jesus. Oh, this is a time for you to get closer to God, not to abandon God. Hello, say to your neighbor, neighbor, get closer to God. She was close to him and she, she blamed him for her troubles. She said it was because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. Hello, summer, Have you ever experienced bitterness? Oh, man, bitterness can make you do crazy things. Bitterness uh, can make you have crazy thoughts. Bitterness, uh, oh, and I've been going through a little time of bitterness. I've wondered, Lord, why I'm going through this time? You see, I'm going through this time because, uh, oh, God tends to make you the message before you preach the message. Hello, somebody. And he put me through this, oh, bitter time because there's some folk up in here that's bitter. Hello, somebody. Life has dealt you wholesome oh, some wrong a Matter of fact, God yeah. has dealt you. You know it's God that did it. Hello, somebody. Because the Lord give it and the Lord taketh it away. Yeah. It was God that did it and you're here today and you're bitter. You're bitter. You're bitter. But again, don't let your bitterness turn you away from God. That's right. Let your bitterness make you better. Hello, son God. Let me say that again. Let your bitterness make you better hello somebody stop holding grudges against the people that you think have done you wrong stop holding grudges uh, against the circumstance stop holding grudges against your hustler or your wife stop holding grudges against your children that are acting funny. they grew up in the church uh, but now they're acting funny and acting crazy and you think uh, oh that they're embarrassing you out there and you're bitter about them hello somebody Guess what? Your baby's got to make their own decisions. Hello, somebody. And you don't have to be bitter about it. Hello, somebody. I've been telling you about, oh, this thing that the president did. He stood up for, for gay marriage. Huh? Oh, he stood up for gay marriage. But you don't have to be bitter about it. Hello, somebody. You do the right thing. Hello, somebody. Say it to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you do the right thing. Don't get bitter. Hello, somebody. Don't get mad. Don't get angry. Don't, 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 don't be ready to explode and, and lose it all. Hello, somebody. See, that's what happened in many of the court cases. I was looking at, I think it was 2020 from Friday night, where people lost it in the courtroom because they were so bitter, because they wanted justice. Oh, Rodney King died last week, and we remember Rodney King, oh, because people were so bitter about what happened. We saw the tape. That man got beat. Not like he stole something. He got beaten, but worse than he stole something. Hello, somebody. And when when it went on trial and and the police officers uh, were set scot-free, it caused riots in many of our community because people were so bitter about the situation. And they began to, oh, do the wrong thing. Hello, somebody. And that's what bitterness makes you do. Oh, you'll be so bitter that you'll lose it all and do the wrong thing. Hello, somebody. Oh. And there are many people that get so bitter. Oh, and then they go on a shooting spree and kill everybody they think that did them wrong. And then some kill themselves. Hello, somebody. Because they're so bitter about the circumstance, about the trial, about the tribulation. Hey, you don't have to be bitter. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, you don't have to be bitter. Get better hello somebody we all go through tragic times we all experience times where it seems like there's no justice uh, and you want to say no justice no peace hello somebody hello somebody yeah that's what the world says uh, no justice no peace Uh, I believe my God will send justice in his own time and therefore I can have peace of mind hello somebody. they may have done you wrong Hello, somebody. But I'm still going to have peace of mind. Hello, somebody. You may be going through the season of tragedy. But but God is saying, keep calm and keep living. Hello, somebody. Keep calm and keep living. Don't don't lose it all. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor, oh, neighbor, don't lose it all. Job says of his experience in Job chapter 6, going through his tragic season. The arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks in their poison. God's terrors are marshaled against me. Hello, somebody. But I'm so glad that there's another text that that he said as he struck. No! No! My Redeemer lives. Hello, somebody. And that's, that's what you got to do. It may be God that's doing this, but let's but, but, but continue to trust Him in this season of tragedy. Say to your neighbor, 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 continue to trust Him in this time of tragedy. Keep calm and keep living. I'm so glad and where we hit the sovereignty or the providence of this Texas, and in this last point a season of triumph so it says so Naomi returned from Moab accompanied by Ruth the Moabite her daughter-in-law arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning I can't Preach it all. I can't tell it all from this sermon here. I I can only try to make it interesting enough to where you'll go back and read chapters two, three, and four of this book so you can get the end of the story. But but that barley harvest don't 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 just run by it because the barley harvest was a season that would be changing. She had gone through a time of trying to get back to where God was because she had went through a season of tragedy. Oh, oh this season began to change, triumph, because, oh she, oh, she had to keep calm and keep living because it's not the end of the story. And in the beginning of the story in chapter 2, we hear that comes on the scene a man by the name of Moab Uh, not Moab but Boaz and Boaz guess what was a rich man and Boaz guess what owned the barley field that guess what Ruth was gleaning in and he looked at her and he said whose young woman is this he said oh she's a bad mamma jamma hello somebody hello somebody (laughs) he was a man. And and he found favor with her because she had followed her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law wanted her to get married. As a matter of fact, she wanted her to stay back in Moab, to find her husband. Oh, but but she didn't refuse to leave. And she decided to go all the way with God. And when she decided to go all the way with God, God began to change and shift the season for her. Now, somebody here, you want to get from your season of trying, your season of trying. You got to decide, like uh, oh Ruth decided uh, up in the text earlier in chapter one. She decided oh to go all the way uh, with God. She decided to follow this woman of God, uh, and uh, when she followed her all the way, uh, oh barley harvest, uh, oh and this woman who uh, usually wouldn't have had a chance with a Jewish man because she was uh, a or more by this woman, uh, oh. It uh, it would be an interracial relationship hello somebody some people think uh, oh that uh, interracial dating is wrong no for the bible uses this man who was jewish uh, and this moab woman who was taught to have dark skin like my skin hello somebody oh and he put them two together oh to make a long story short they found a real love oh somebody signed a song a real love i'm i'm looking for a real love, hello somebody and she found some real love, oh and they went on to have a child, oh as a matter of fact, from their lineage came kings, hello somebody, oh let me say that again from her, from their lineage, these two, a multicultural cult, a Jewish man, a Moab, Moab woman, came kings came David, hello somebody David was a wonderful king, a man after God's own on hard, but if you do some roots uh, and look in the lineage of this thing, uh, oh, the day from their lineage came David. Uh, oh, but if you really want to mark it and go it down throughout so, uh, all the generations, uh, I believe about 28 generations, you'll find Jesus. Hello, somebody. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Uh, oh, so from this woman's uh, bitterness, uh, from this woman, what to change keep calm keep living keep calm keep serving God decide to go all the way with him even in tragic times get closer to him because he may have something that will blow your mind hello somebody this blows my mind from this tragic situation came David and The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Keep calm. Keep living. Because there is hope in God. All eyes closed, heads bowed, deacons will you come? Some of you have been trying through a tragic time. Cautious that the seasons are about to change. Keep calm and keep living keep hoping in the Lord cause he's able I said keep hoping in the Lord cause he's able I said keep hoping in the Lord because he's able oh and you can follow the example of Jesus as he was trying in that garden of Gethsemane hello somebody he was trying so hard As he prayed, sweat like blood came down his brow as he was trying, trying to do God's will. He was trying to do God's will because he knew that there was going to be a tragedy. He knew that even though he had done some miraculous things in his life, he still hadn't accomplished God's will. God's will for him was a tragic event, a tragic event that he would have to say, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. And when he was able to pray that prayer, oh, tragedy began. Because he was turned over. Oh, and he was beaten, marked his corn, tried for crimes that he didn't commit. They put a crown of thorns on his head. Oh, and it was a tragic time. Oh, and they put their cross on his back and they beat him. all oh, to where they could hardly recognize him in the flesh. They put their cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. It was a tragic time. The Son of God beaten. Oh, even worse than a Rodney King beaten. Oh, for the world was saying, no justice, no peace beaten. Oh, as he came, Carried that cross uh, through the garden, through the uh, two. Uh, oh, the hill called Galgot. Uh, they knelt his beaten body on that cross uh, with the crown of thorn on his head. Uh, put a sign up that says, uh, King of the Jews. Uh, oh, as to mock him. They uh, held him up between two seats. Uh, a tragic event. So tragic that the son refused to sign. Tragic event. Oh, it was tragedy. It was tragedy. Oh, the son of God, can you imagine giving your son over, your only son over to die for the sins of the world and to see this tragic event and to see and to know that it is the will of God. So William that he go to this tragic event uh, as he was up on that cross. Uh, they couldn't take his ghost or his life away. So he gave up the ghost. Uh, a tragic event. God died. Wow. Something that you never want to hear. God died that day. Some of you doing that tragic event. God died that day. let me say that again. For some of you, that tragic event for you, God died. Hello, somebody. The loss of your mother, the loss of your brother, your siblings. Somebody's listening. And and on that day of great loss, God died for you. I'm so glad that God did die that day. God's son died that day. But I'm so glad that... He didn't stay dead. For the Bible says he got up on the third day. That early Sunday morning. He got up with all power in his hands. And there's somebody here Oh, that day that God died. God is trying to raise himself up in your life. He's trying to bring himself back alive in your life. You've gone through a season of tragedy. You've been trying to seek him out. And this morning, God wants to raise himself up in you today. God is not dead. He's alive and well. He's alive and well, and he's reaching out to you right now. He's beckoning you to get your life right. With God, you've been straying. Get back to Bethlehem. In Jesus' name, get back to Bethlehem. Some of you, oh, you may have never been in Bethlehem. You've never been born again. You never gave your life to Jesus Christ. And if you can believe that God sent his son, oh, and that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then God can wake up and be alive to you today. Get your life right with God. Give yourself over to him. Maybe somebody else today, you've given your life to Christ, but you need to be baptized. You're giving your life to Christ, but you say, God, God seems to be there. I need somebody to pray for me. I'm going through so much tragedy at this time. I I, I believe, but help my unbelief. Whatever your decision is right now, I want you to come forward right now in Jesus' name.
0: Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior, amen, and praise the Lord, if you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing, for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. we love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, because babies yeah, can't make it yeah, on their own yeah, and if you prayed that prayer for the first time yeah. you are a spiritual I baby thank you, for and you must the find jesus. a church home again we want to thank you for joining us today and i'm going to give us a final benediction a benediction is a final blessing father god we thank you lord and we pray in jesus name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice especially the new children of god deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again either here in cyber church or in the service we thank you father god in jesus name amen hello again this and is pastor praise Mike Wheaton, the singing senior pastor of the bethlehem baptist church in paul's valley oklahoma we want to take this opportunity to see if god used this message in your heart if If your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now we're entering into a building program and we've called this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program. And I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega god. I'm not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega god because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms, and we're believing that God owns the Catalonia Thousand Hills where you are, and if you take a moment. And go to our church website at www.HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. uh, Tap the link on the MySpace page. Or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com. And scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality. And that's where you can give to the building. And we we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people. Twenty-five dollars that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry. We want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100. And you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, ww.hear God's Word at